good whatever time of day you're listening to us. This is the PNA Podcast Express coming to you tonight, or whatever time of the day you're listening. We are, it's nighttime here where we're at, but uh, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. We're here for another episode. This is episode 1201MM20E. Or 9880. 9880. Yes. Okay. 9880. So remember that, everybody listening at home, because we will definitely screw that up later in the episode, I guarantee. Yeah, or now we could, I might have screwed it up. I already screwed 9880080. Oh. 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 It could be an O. Another episode of the PNA. Podcast Express. Kicking off. Kicking off. Hopefully you listened to our Thanksgiving episode. We released on Thanksgiving last Thursday. Probably the most entertaining thing on Thanksgiving, I would say, because the parade was terrible. Both football games were horrible. Yeah. So. so I, I would say that that's pretty much a given. I say we took the top spot there. We're just yeah. going to pat ourselves on the back. So I got an interesting text from my friend in Antarctica the other day, randomly, and here was the question proposed to me. What the hell in the song Yankee Doodle does it mean called it macaroni? I knew the answer right away. So I gave them the answer. But this led to a rant, and this is going to lead to a rant that I'm about to, well. Lay it on us. You guys are going to have to endure this rant. Lay it on us. So Yankee Doodle was a song written in England back in the 17, I'd say 1760s, and actually it's ridiculing the Americans, the Yankees, because at the time, doodle meant simpleton, whereas a, a, a macaroni at the time, which history was not kind to them, but that's another story for another time, was someone who was more sophisticated and higher class. So the whole song, which was kind of, it's been taken as a kind of patriotic song by us here in the United States, was actually them making fun of us at the time because they said Yankee Doodle, the simpleton, went to town riding on a pony stuck a feather in his cap, called it macaroni, thinking he was now high class. So basically putting down every single person in the, well, before the United States had formed then, and so, which became the United States, so making fun of people here, basically. Well, would the, uh, would the feather in the cap not make him higher class? Well, I don't, the, the thing they're saying is um, basically calling Americans at the time trash, simpletons, and no matter what they do, they're never going to be as sophisticated as these macaronis over in Great Britain and over in England. So, um, however, I feel like we got our revenge a little bit by, of course, well, yeah. you know, the Revolutionary War. Whooping their ass. And then one of the things that really bothers me is this song did become, you know, it's, it's actually a satire. And it's been embraced and people don't know the history of it. But that's another way to turn it, I guess, if you're being bullied, embrace whatever it is. Say it's good. But then the, the, the limey bastards over there had the gall to beg us for help during World War II. After all that shit they put us through, they begged us for help in World War II. And had we not given them help, had it not been for Pearl Harbor in Japan, they'd all be speaking German right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as far as the popularity of the song goes, yeah. I blame elementary school music classes and the recorder. You think so? Because yeah. it's an easy one to play on recorder? Yeah. Can you play Yankee Doody on a recorder? I'm pretty sure within a couple minutes I you could, could, I could get out. my chops back on the you recorder. You get the chops back on the recorder? Yeah. You seem like you'd, be, you'd pick up a recorder like pretty quickly. If I were to hand you a recorder right now and request a song and give you, say, five minutes, like a simple melody like Yankee I know Doodle. I, I know I can play Star Wars on it, the Star you Wars can, theme oh, song. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, 
I'm kind of elite when it comes to the recorder. So you're an elite recordist. Yeah. That's interesting. And I know there's a couple around our house. That's great. Well, we should bring one in for the show sometime. I've never, fun fact about Phil, I've never played a recorder before. How did you get through school without playing a recorder? I told them I was allergic to it, and they believed me. <laughs> so your, your lips were just going to swell up yeah, and, and your face explode if you... Yeah, if I tried to play a recorder. So I, I've never played a recorder before. Kazoo, wow. though. I have played a kazoo quite a bit, though. You might be an Ocarina kind of guy. And Maybe. I never knew what an Ocarina was. Do you know okay. what an Ocarina is? I don't, but enlighten us. It, it's like a recorder made out of like a gourd. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Now I'm, I'm picking up with your land. No, actually, you know what I played? The triangle. Oh, well, important piece of musical Yeah, equipment. the triangle. Absolutely. I mean, three sides. I mean, what's not to love about the triangle? But yes, so Yankee Doodle, that was my, the question, the thing. So macaroni. Like I said, look up the history of this because, like I said, it was not kind to the macaronis in history in Britain at the time. I think they got theirs about the late 1700s. It was not a kind end, and uh, I'm not going to go into that story. But, yeah, basically the whole song's making fun of us, and yet... Uh, yeah, that doesn't become, sit well with me either. I yeah. mean, now, now that you bring that up and I, I understand where you're going with that, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit bitter about that. Yeah, it's just one of those things. These are things I think about on long drives. I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, what could we possibly do? Obviously, I don't have a time machine. Um, no. If I did, it might be one of the uses I would, I would <clears throat> put forth for the time machine. Well, definitely. I mean, somebody needs to set this record straight. That's right. Maybe, maybe we need to compose a new one-time-use theme song okay. that ridicules the British. And without them the knowing it, because yeah. at the time, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we could... We could, you know, include somehow, you know, associating them with like Cardi B, you know, <laughs> some, something like that. Liking Cardi B's music. Yeah. <laughs> Number one artist in Great Britain is uh, Cardi B. I'm sure it is. Love it. At least for the purpose of this podcast, it is. <sighs> I love, you know, Cardi B, I don't understand the appeal. I really, really don't. You know, the nice thing about doing a podcast is we can make up facts like that. Right. And... Chances are people are doing something else while they're listening to this because this is right. not a this is not a podcast you get to real to sit there and go boy I really need to lose my myself in something you, right you kind of need to be doing something else you can say things like Cardi B once held the Guinness Book of World Records record for drowning puppies yeah and and be, you know people are just gonna be like wow yeah you know these guys are like like Snapples that's how she got her big break as a matter of fact is they saw the Guinness Book of World Records and said let's give this lady a record deal because obviously. That's her level of talent. Well, and, and, you know, let's give her a record deal because we want to save puppies. Right. So. There you go. Oh, you know, good on you. That's, uh, that's fantastic for you to arrive at that, to, to spin it, come full circle. It's the Humane Society right. influence on the music so industry. So the reason Cardi B is making music is because America loves puppies. Right. Okay. And hates their ears, I guess. But. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just sonically, there's nothing appealing about it. No, not not really. I mean, even, you know, a lot of R&B music like that, you listen to it and you're like, wow, it's got a good beat. You, yeah. you know, you kind of get a groove. No, not not that. So the only redeeming quality Cardi B has is the fact that she no longer drowns puppies. Yes. Wow. That we know of. That we know of. She could be doing it on the sly because, I mean... That's a hard thing to give up. Kind of like heroin. We talked about that in a past podcast. Yeah. So I would think drowning puppies is about, is, if you're into it, if you're way into it, 
which oh, yeah. I'm not. I don't condone those activities at all. I love puppies. We, as a matter of fact, here in the PNA Express podcast, we are friends of puppies. We love puppies. We would never do anything to harm them. But Cardi oh, B, I, on the other hand, I have two puppies myself. I right. Mean, I, I could not imagine, but I could imagine her doing it. Yeah. So everybody, keep your puppies, your dogs away from Cardi B. Yeah. Just a word of, word of advice. And the British. And the British. They'll they'll have your they'll turn your dog against you. They will. Yeah. Those bastards, those limey bastards have been practicing this for centuries. Yes. How to turn your dog against you. Imagine what they've written about the Irish. Oh, good Lord. Oh, man. <laughs> you potato-loving bastards. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I don't imagine they're kind to of the Irish. I would think not. That's like the Alabama of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening in Alabama... Uh, Never mind. Just carry on as you were because you probably didn't get that joke. Exactly. And, you know, or, you know, enjoy the beautiful scenery around the state <laughs> that is totally wasted on you. <laughs> so if you're listening from Alabama, plan a trip to Ireland. Why not? Or just go out in your backyard. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what haven't we made fun of so far? Well, I, we're, I'm sure we're offending plenty of people. You know, we're, we're only... We're only ten minutes into this thing, and it's only ten minutes in. We've uh, we've insult, insulted the fine people of Alabama, <laughs> the Irish, and we have determined that we do not like the dirty, dirty Brits or Cardi B or Cardi B. <laughs> but we love puppies. We love puppies. Thank you. So that's the scorecard so far here in this episode. Puppies won. Everybody else, nothing. That's right. Yankee they, Doodle and Yankee Doodle and the Brits can go f themselves. Yeah, I tell you where they can stick that feather. That's right. Not That's how we used to sing the song anyway, if I recall right. <laughs> yeah, there was there was quite a few lyrical changes. Uh, Again, I blame the elementary educational system. Taking a that. lot of lyrical liberties. Yeah. Oh, we also we also have sussed out that Adam Filkins is a recorder of aficionado over here. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean we we're learning lots of stuff. I mean, if nothing else, you can walk away from this podcast going, Boy, I know a lot of things I didn't know. Some of those things are true. Some are true, some aren't. And then, yeah. you know what? We're just sitting here talking. So it's up to you, our loyal listeners, to figure out which ones are true and which ones aren't. Even our disloyal listeners. I mean, those of you who are thinking, boy, I can go listen to that Joe Rogan podcast right now. You know, e- even you can... Uh, Suss that out. Yeah. By the way, we do love Joe Rogan, though. So well, we'll absolutely. In, he's on the puppies list. Yeah, he, he goes in the puppy column. Okay. So, so now we got to, oh beef jerky is in the puppy column too. Yes. Thank you to the Burns family, uh, my buddy. At Pretty work fantastic. Called me and said uh, we listened to the podcast. We got you some beef jerky from the UP. So we're professionals now. I would count that as a sponsorship. Getting beef well, jerky. It is definitely the my podcast career highlight right. so far. Right. And it's good beef jerky. It too. is really good beef jerky. So it, it really lived up to. So all you people in the UP. Good on you. We already love you, even though we don't understand you being trolls down here. The UP is yeah. not a bad place. Yeah, and you make those little uh, pocket pastry pot pie things up there. <laughs> Pasties. Yes. <laughs> of course. I was going to say it wrong, so I just figured I'd throw out the description <laughs> that everybody would know. <sighs> That's fantastic. You know, people. It's very Pasties are very polarizing, though. People either love them immensely and are... Seriously loyal or, or dislike them or hate them. I've how never how could it. you hate them? I don't know. It's just it, the ingredients. It's basically like a dry beef stew in a pastry form. Yeah. I mean, they're good, especially if, if the pastry is really good. If somebody really took the time to make a good pastry right. and 
you know, if it's just like a, you pop it out of a can and, and put it together. Yeah, but, I mean, I've had some good ones up there. So we don't want the dinty more of pasties. We want right. the... We want, we want just like your grandmother used to make. Well, I was going to say, like, when you go into a restaurant, there's yeah. an older lady in the back cooking. Yeah. And you know you're going to get a good pasty. That's right. So. So my buddy had a theory when we lived in, uh, when I lived in Seattle. He's, he himself is of Mexican-American descent. He said, if you look in a kitchen at a Mexican restaurant and there's hardly any Mexican people in there, don't eat there. Same thing with Italian restaurants, though. But yeah. He said the same thing. I. <laughs> I believe it's, that's probably true. Yeah. And I always thought that was hilarious. But it's so I have another theory here. This is one of my favorite theories of all time. Like, I, I am not, um, I'm not a skinny person, and neither are you, Adam. I Correct. enjoy food a lot. Obviously, we talk yes. about food on this podcast quite a bit. My Taco Bell theory. I've shared this with people before, and uh, Mike Smith loves this one. When you go into Taco Bell, and you look in the back who's making your food, if it's a skinny person... Turn and walk away and just leave. Oh, if, it's an, if it's a larger person, it's going to be great. You know why? Because they make it how they would want it. Right. So you, that's my Taco Bell they're theory. They're going to, you know, well, that theory is yeah. where do they toe the line? Right. You know, they've got the little placard up there that right. tells them how to make stuff. And it just, but, but it are, says like one scoop. Are, are they going to mound the scoop? That's right. Or are they going to flatten it off? Or exactly. is it going to be like a three-quarter scoop? The skinny people are going to go three-quarter because they're going to go, boy, who could eat all that? That's a lot well, of food. This guy. This guy. Yeah, this guy. has two thumbs and loves Taco Bell. Yeah. This guy. You know, although disgruntled with them lately, I don't know why they took all the shredded chicken stuff off the menu. And yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to like an old Taco Bell Express. So Mike Smith is very upset about the potatoes. Oh, too. so is my wife. Yeah. Mary is beside herself about the potatoes. What the fuck, Taco Bell? Yeah. You know what? We don't. You, if you're going to sponsor our podcast ever... You're going to have to bring back potatoes and the shredded chicken. I'm sorry. And the greatest thing of all time, the chicken club burrito. Wow, yeah. Tell me more. You don't remember the chicken club burritos? I do not. When I was going to college. Okay. We'll refrain from the year. No, no, we don't want to date ourselves. No. But they had the chicken club burrito, the greatest culinary anything to ever come through the window of a restaurant to your car. (laughs) I, I mean. Now, let's think about foods that have come through windows and, yeah. I, it, it tracks with the story. Go ahead. So it was chock full of bacon. They oh. had this like really, really good, unique sauce on it. All right. Big hunks of chicken. You know, it was just, it was just phenomenal. And we used to, when I lived in Saginaw, I was going to college. <laughs> the one on State Street made the best one. Still, when I went to college, there's still the best on yeah. State Street. Yeah. So I mean, we would we would go all the way down there. I mean, there were three Taco Bells. There was the one on Titabawasi, one on Bay, which were like across the mall parking lot from each other, and then we'd go to the one down on State Street because it was just phenomenal. Basically, any of the fast food restaurants on Titabawasi or near the mall, forget about it. Just yeah. Keep driving. Yep. Except so for Long John Silver's. There's, they're going to solidly hand you stuff in 30 seconds out the window, no matter what you order, when I you mean, order. Always, always, you're going to have stomach discomfort later. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're willing to, to take that on, yeah, you can get a quality... I mean. Their breading is pretty fantastic. It is. But this burrito, though, this burrito. So th- that was it, though, the club burrito. The chicken club burrito. Chicken cl- I've never. There's, there's still websites out there devoted 20 to 20-some years later that are like, <laughs> bring back the chicken club burrito, you bastards. <laughs> you heathens. How could you possibly strip that from our lives? So remember, kiddos, fat people making your Taco Bell. That's my Taco Bell theory because they will make it excellent. That's not a theory. Yeah. Right. There, there are facts that line so up with th- that. So many things support this? Yeah, many many points of support 
including the fact that, like I said, they got that placard up there. Right. Skinny guy, they're going to go on the, on the light side. If they're, if they're like wearing like a, a hat or something from running a marathon or a 5K or something, fucking forget about it. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to make your Taco Bell terrible. Like that one time I went to a Taco Bell, I won't mention which one it was, although people can probably suss out because it's here close, the one that's close. Hmm. I got a six-pack of tacos or something. Like a, a, it was a, I think it was like four, no, it was four tacos, four burritos. So special bucket deal, whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm fat. Deal with it, all right? So... I opened up the tacos. I got crunchy tacos because I'm like, ah, it, it was, uh, and, uh, crunchy tacos don't bother me. Soft tacos, crunchy tacos, it doesn't matter. Doesn't right. Matter. Tacos, tacos, good. Like They're good. And uh, I opened up the first one, and there's just this thin little line of meat and then a little bit of cheese. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, what a bummer on that one. Maybe that was just the end of the line or something. Open up another one, same thing. Open up another one, same thing. So I put all three of them together to basically make one taco. Open up the fourth one. Four specks of meat and maybe a little sprinkling of cheese. I called their corporate, and they said that the general manager from the store would call me back. He never did. Because that's absurd. That is fucking absurd. You want to know what my big pet peeve is? Huh. When you order some kind of burrito from there, and it's got sour cream on it or something like that. Yeah. And they put it on the wrong way. They don't run it lengthwise. They, they just run put it, side it in to one side. end? So you, you either, <laughs> the first bite you take is either got no sour cream. Right. Or it's like squirting out the side of your yes. mouth and all over you in the car. Thank you. Huge I mean, pet peeve. Why would you put it, I've noticed that. They glom all the ingredients like in one end. It's like the, the whole thing of a, of a burrito is, it's homogenous. You're supposed to get a little bit of each ingredient tried to in every single bite. Why would you not go the lengthways Line of the god, it's laziness. gosh darn burrito. Sorry, that that is that pure is, laziness, or just poor training. I mean, if you're going to work in a Taco Bell, you need to know that you're going to be serving citizens of this country that really are foodies and are going to appreciate when things are done right. They're not all doodles. That's right. They're not all doodles. A lot of macaroni's coming through there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people are going to spend the big bucks and get like the chicken chalupa supreme, right. and you know. But you got to treat everybody the same. I love me some value menu stuff, but still. Oh, I do too. Just make it right. The composition matters. It's kind of like an argument I have had for years upon freaking years. Making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. How do you do it? I put peanut butter and jelly on bread and smash it together. So you have two slices of bread. Yep. Do you put peanut butter on one and jelly on the other? Well. Or do you put the peanut uh, butter on top dis- of the je- or jelly on top of the peanut butter? This might disappoint you. Okay. A lot of times. I'll take a slice of bread, and I'll put peanut butter on half, and jelly on half, and fold it together. That doesn't disappoint me. Because it's just easy to do. It, to me, it's easier than trying right. to get enough jelly. I can put a lot of jelly on and a lot of peanut butter on that way. Right. You know, so, I can get some substance so out of this thing. I had some people tell me that you put the peanut butter on, and then you put the jelly on top of the peanut butter. And I'm thinking to myself, that's how you get peanut butter in your jam and or jelly then. Yeah. That's cross-contamination. We call that in the food business. You put peanut butter on one goddamn side, you put jelly on the other goddamn side, and you put them together. Yeah, and then, but it, and if you're using the same slice of bread, you wipe that knife off yeah, on the always. bread, and then you put the other side on. And, and do you do the, of course, this is a very Michigan thing to uh, teeter the knife on the, the edge of the sink to, to make a triangle on the sink, because you might make another one and use it later. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time, too. Yeah, because you never know if you're going to get hungry right after you eat something. Well, sometimes you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then what do you want immediately we, after? Another goddamn peanut butter and jelly we are, sandwich. We are robust men, and we That's are right. not going to limit our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because we don't want to dirty another knife. Because of the constraints of not having a clean knife. 
Exactly. Hmm. We're we're not going to be limited by this shit. I'm glad we agree on this, but it would have been better if we disagreed, I feel like. There, we're not going to disagree on a lot of food, Phil. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, both of our opinions are food good, <laughs> except for the green bean casserole. I got feedback <laughs> from people on the green bean casserole appreciating my stance that it's not terrible and wondering why the hell you put milk and some of the shit in it you do. It's... <laughs> I just I looked up the five most popular recipes for this shit because it's not like I'm ever gonna make that bullshit, and those are those are what I'm gonna, I found. I'm gonna make you green bean casserole that you're gonna love. All right, I will All seriously. Right. You'd be like, what the hell have I been eating? It Here, hasn't been green bean casserole. Here's our next listener challenge: in supplies with green bean casserole that I find palatable, beef jerky, and uh, for God's sake, tell us how much you hate Cardi B. Yeah, absolutely. That's first and foremost, but. We should mention, before we lose all of our listeners, that you can email us at pnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. So that's P and the letter N. Yep. A. Yep. P-N-A-podcastexpress at gmail.com. That is correct. And you can email us any number of things, you know. I mean, pictures of your dog even. We don't care. Yeah. We have determined we love dogs. We do. Puppies are on the list. Yes. The yes list. Yes. And, you know, you can, if you've got Kohl's coupons you're not using, I mean, we're up for anything. Now, cats, yeah, fuck you. No, just kidding. Just kidding. You know, cats are all right, but cat people are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Haas. If if Haas (laughs) listens to this, sorry, Haas, it's not you. But it is you. But, yeah. (laughs) We love you, Haas, but, yeah, we know you love your cats, which is weird because Haas is, what, all of, what, 6'3", 6'4", and probably 300 pounds, but built. Yeah, not a not a not built like us. No, he's like. A Although pretty, I imagine he does like himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich as well. I bet you he's not doing the ha- one one slice of bread shit. He's probably he's probably making robust sandwiches. Oh, he's probably stacking them two or three high too. He probably puts a he probably do three slices of bread. Years ago, went to a buffet with him in Saginaw. <laughs> Tell me more. And literally, I think before. Anybody else had a plate done. He had a stack of plates. It was fantastic. And the, the waitress is just like, uh, what uh, I, I, I better come back here a lot. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Oh, that's fantastic. So, you know, we've successfully zigged and, zigged and zagged through this whole thing so far. You know, and it's, it's weird because I look over your shoulder. I see Peyton Manning looking at me. That gigantic forehead of his. Oh my goodness, he's looking at look at it. He's got those come hither eyes on. Yeah. Too. But kind of a weird sneer. I mean <laughs> Jeez oh Pete. We are uh we are in a secret location here tonight. Super secret. Super secret. But our normal location. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been working. Continuity Con- is important. Consistency is big. That's why any, any video I've ever been in, any movie, they have not wanted me to drink beer because I finish it so quickly that it, it messes with the continuity of the shots because you're taking multiple takes and everything. Right. So I said, just keep my beer full. It's not that complicated of a process. Is that number high, the number of movies you've been in? <sighs> well, six that I'll talk about. I wouldn't think that most of the movies you've been in, based on previous conversations, have anything to do with drinking alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I needed to to be in them. Oh, well, okay. Boy, that that caused some dead air. (laughs) You want to hear another story? Sure. (laughs) 
So this is the Kmart story, because I told you, I promised you I'd tell you my Kmart story. All right. <clears throat> so one day I'm in the Sandusky Kmart, <clears throat> rest in peace, and uh, <laughs> I'm over by the uh, electronics department, and if you remember back in the day, and I know a lot of our listeners are probably old enough to remember this, but many aren't, hopefully, because hopefully we're getting some younger crowd. Yeah. Uh, remember when film developing was a huge thing? You know, you actually yep. took pictures and took the film in to get it developed. They had uh, some displays, and they had these random pictures in these little displays. And one of them was actually a little boy, probably looked to be about seven or eight years old, big cheesy smile on his face of an example picture, blonde hair holding this fish up like it was the best reward in the world. So I'm sitting here looking at this thing in Kmart, tucked it in my pocket. Yes, I stole it. Not the right thing to do. I'm sorry. But I said to my buddy Ryan, who was with us, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I know it has a larger purpose. Okay. So I sat so you on had, this. You had a vision. I had a vision. So I sat on this picture for probably about four or five months. And then lo and behold, one day, they put out a thing at our school saying, you know, for the seniors, because my buddy Ryan was a senior. I was only a junior at the time. We want your pictures, your then and now picture. So I said to Ryan, I, I pulled him out of class because I used to be the dick that would do that because I had to run of the school. And I said, Ryan, I know exactly what you're going to do with this picture. And he said, what? I said, you're going to turn this in as your baby picture for the guess that senior thing at the back of the yearbook. <laughs> so he did. And guess what got published in the yearbook? Oh, that boy. example picture from <laughs> Kmart to demonstrate their studio quality of film they could develop. Olin Mills. Yes, of this, this kid, blonde hair, big cheesy grin, holding up a fish. Guess that senior. And it was that picture. Still in the yearbook, immortalized to this day, 1997 Eagle Star. Dang. <laughs> now, I have a chain department store story. Okay, go on. And uh, But it's from when I worked at one. All right. So... Good friend of mine, my best friend from high school, and I were down in Port Huron one time, and they were, we were Christmas shopping, mm -hmm. and uh, actually we were birthday shopping, I take that back, it was before Christmas. We went through Target at the mall, and they were hiring, they had applications out you could fill out, and as a joke, we filled them out. We filled them out serious. We were both like, hey, if we could get hired for a couple of weeks, we could do a bunch of shopping here, get their 25% discount. Right, for the discount. I right. did it all for the discount. And, uh, you know, this would be fantastic. Yes. So we both get called for an interview. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that, you know, we're just going to walk in and there'll be this, you know, they called us both separately, said, come on in, you know, Tuesday at 1 o'clock. We're like, okay, I'm... So I call him. I'm like, so hey, said, I got... see you next Tuesday. Yeah. So we call Target, or I call Mickey up, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> Love Mickey. Um, I got called for Target. He's like, so did I. I'm like, I got to be there next Tuesday at 1. He's like, me too. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's weird. So we, we figure, okay, we're going to go there. It's going to be like us two there, and that's it, right? Right. There are like, they have this whole like lineup of tables set up out in the hall in the mall that we're going through and filling out all this paperwork. And then you sit down with somebody and talk to them. Then you move to another person, sit down and talk to them. And they go through all this. And I'm like, we left. I'm like, yeah, we're not getting those jobs. He's like, no, there's no way. No way. So a couple days later, I get a call. Would you like the job? I'm like, hang on just a minute. <laughs> so I call him up and I'm like, hey, I just got offered the job. He's like, me too. I'm like, 
yeah, I'm supposed to call him back and let him know if I want it or not. He's like, yeah, let's take it. <laughs> he goes, I did the same thing. I didn't want to drive down there all the time. So right. we both had other jobs, but this was a midnight's position. <laughs> it was from 10 to 6 a.m. Right. And uh, Is that when they locked you in the store, too? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the store closed at 10. Yeah. And it didn't open at 6, but that's when they turned the fire alarms off. <laughs> so we, uh, we get this job, and we go down there, and... There's only like seven people on the night shift. Right. And within a, I think by, we, we showed up on like a Monday. We didn't work every day, but right. by that weekend when we showed up, we were the only two and one other guy from the original crew. They'd and all they, quit? They'd all quit and they'd hired other people. They said the hell with it. High yeah. turnover rate there. So our supervisor was like this 65-year-old guy, right? Yeah. And he's... He's talking to the new people while, you know, and we're there. He's like, yeah, these guys have stuck with it, but, you know, <laughs> I, I don't. These I'm are not, our senior guys. I'm, I'm not sure if any of us will stick with it. Hell, I don't know if I'll stick with it. This isn't my plan for my future. And I'm thinking. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. This uh, is your future? Yeah, I, I'm thinking, well, your future could be minutes, you know. <laughs> so I, I hope you it's not your plan. break a hip and you're all done, buddy. Yeah. So we get pretty comfortable there. <laughs> of course. And, uh. We were back stocking stuff in the Christmas display. Oh, shit. Yep. And they had everything up on, like, these tables, you know, like all the trees up on this platform. Yeah. And they, then they, around the outside of the bottom, they had trees stocked that people could grab. And one night, I'm, I'm just tired. You know, I'm working my day job still. I'm just tired. I said to Mickey, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go find a place to, sli- to sleep. He goes... I bet you you can go underneath the Christmas trees. So <laughs> That's a solid plan. We, we go back, and you can go around the back side of them. There was no way a camera was going to catch you going underneath. We pull out a, a couple of trees. We go underneath there. What do you think we find? Empty Dorito bags, pillows, and sleeping bags. It was all set up. It Camp was all, was set, all up. set up. So we, we would take turns crawling in there and falling asleep, and you know we, we never saw our boss. Okay, <laughs> Right. It, by by eleven o'clock at night, he was just gone. Yeah. Well, he was going up in one of the observation towers in Target. All of the things that are like rounded in the corner, those are observation towers. They can go up in there and sit and watch people shoplift. Right. Or sleep, which is what our boss did. So they were either sleep or shoplift. I mean, right. Sleep in the daytime. I'm sure the security people were going up and watching for shoplifters, but. He was going up there and sleeping. They call those people loss prevention people. Yes. They have this title, I'm LP, I'm loss prevention. And they came out like they're, yeah, you know, lo- they puff out their chest. and LP was a loser patrol. That's right, loser patrol. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways. But if you're loss prevention, thank you for your Yeah, thank you for your service. You're just. Thank you for making sure that corporations like Walmart and Target aren't losing money. Yeah. Yeah. Back the blue. Yeah. I think, I think that's part of the whole black, back the blue movement. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. We uh, we get pretty comfortable there. We're we're taking naps, you know, and yeah. we're everything's going great. And then we we had a list of stuff we had to get done over the night, right? So right. we figured out a system. There was us and one other guy there that was cool. Everybody else was, you know, f u f u. You're cool, f u. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So there was there was us and one other guy there. So yeah. his his name was Glenn. 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 Solid name. And uh, so we figured out a system to where the three of us could work together and get all of our lists done, like yeah. in in an hour and a half. Of course. So, Efficient, as Mike yeah. Smith would say. So, I mean, we, instead of, like, breaking up like we were supposed to, we would all three work together and get one person's list done, another person's list right. done. You know, so, like, my, my job that night might be to stock toys. So we'd go and grab a couple carts 
all three of us would be throwing stuff. We'd stock toys in half hour. Yeah. And then somebody else might have to do housewares. So we're going over there and we get all housewares done. And then we might have to go to electronics and do electronics and, you know. So we, uh, one night we get done. We all take our naps. Yeah. Um, we go up into the break room and we play on the Super Nintendo that's up there. Nice. And we're, you know, we're only four hours in. Right. So we're bored. So we take and we go over to women's clothing and we move all the racks <laughs> out of the way. And we went and got a Nerf football. Yes. And we played two, you know, one all-time quarterback, a receiver, and a defender football. Yeah. Like the rest of the night. Of course. That's wonderful. We move all the racks back right. where they went. You know, we had a system in how we moved them. We put them all right back where they're supposed to go. Next night, we show up for work. The manager's still there. Yeah. She's never there when we get there. Oh, shit. And she's like, I need to talk to everybody. And I need to talk, you know, Walt, who is our boss. Walt, I, I need you here. I need, need to talk to your whole shift. <laughs> so she says, I don't know if any of you are smart enough to realize, but we have cameras everywhere. <laughs> and uh, so we got our butt chewed about playing of course. football. Right. So she says, I don't ever want to see anything like that again. And being kind of a smart ass, I mentioned that maybe tonight we should play five-minute periods of floor hockey instead of regulation 15. <laughs> it didn't go over well. She, no. she basically told me right then, if we didn't have a harder time replacing people like you, you would be gone. Nice. So we played floor hockey. Of course. We, we never got anything mentioned to us again except for our, our boss comes up to us one night. We were in the back screwing around trying to throw each other on the loading docks. Because they had an alarm attached to them. Why are you doing that while I'm taking a drink? Go ahead. <laughs> so we're trying to throw each other on the loading docks. And uh, our boss comes up to us. He goes, hey, one of the security guys is here tonight. And he said, you guys were all screwing around in the back trying to throw each other on the loading docks. And I just light in. I just light into this guy. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I hurt my back lifting crap. He was trying to pop my back for me. He wasn't trying to throw me on any loading dock. Are you an idiot? And uh, so I just go off on him. And uh, later on that day, this is, the, this is the highlight of the whole thing. <laughs> All right. And uh, so later on, we're, we're this just is getting. Payoff. Yeah, we're just getting ready to get out, right? Yeah. And uh, day shift people are showing up, you know, the people that work from like 6 a.m. to noon. Stocking stuff and opening the store. Right. They're getting there. And uh, we're right at the end of our day. And Thank so you. we got asked to restock shower curtains of all things. <laughs> so, I mean, we're literally 10 minutes left in our shift. So I'm over there helping, helping Mickey stock shower curtains. And our boss walks by and he says, oh, you guys got to do that together. You know, he was pretty typical smoked for a hundred years guy. Oh, you, uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you guys got to do that together. <laughs> and he starts walking away and he says to the day shift people who are all like congregated right down from us having their little cheering meeting. That's and all what, that. yeah, hey. yeah, oh, hey, we're here. We showed up. Congratulations. <laughs> you are like, still breathing. And he goes, hey, uh, hey. yeah, these, these guys down here think they got to shock stock shower curtains together. Mickey didn't take too kindly to that. So he just steps out in like the aisleway and he's like, hey, Walt. And uh, he turns around. He's like, what? He's like, hey, how about I kick your ass when you get out of here, Walt? How about I wait for you in the parking lot and I just kick your ass? <laughs> Everybody like stopped their whole cheer. I mean, he screamed it at him. It wasn't a nice thing. <laughs> so, I've, 
I've seen that mode of Mickey before. Still didn't get fired. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually stopped showing up. And Mickey's like, Mickey's like, I'm going to stick it out another week. I'll clock you in. So I get a check randomly. After not showing up for over a week, I get a check from there for the same hours that Mickey had worked. <laughs> I'm like, that is the most poorly run place on the planet. So if you really want to cash it in, Go get yourself a pair of khakis and a red shirt. Go to work at Target. I love that story. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a lot of fun working there. And the story's even better knowing you and also knowing Mickey, but still a quality story. Because uh, Mickey, we should have Mickey on sometime. We should. Yeah. He's one of my favorite people. I worked with him at the medical supply place. I won't mention the name. Yeah. A lot of debauchery there, too. We did the join forces and conquer things quite a few times, too, and the boss was always pissed. Even though we got it done, even in though you got stuff time. done better and quicker than you would have if you'd have done it on your own, right? I mean, a lot of times you'd show up to deliver like beds, oxygen, a lot of equipment, and a lot of the patients would be like, "Oh, you've got two people today. That's great." Because normally it's one person lugging all this shit into a house or yeah. upstairs in an apartment, like knocking off people's molding because you're hauling in a hundred right, pound bed because you don't care. You're banging shit around. Your attitude's poor as it is. It's like, you know, here's the thing: why don't why don't people think when they're management more? Is there something that you're lobotomized when you become a manager sometimes, I feel like? I think there is. Well, you know, I was told one time by somebody who I thought was a manager of mine that was a really, really good manager, and there's two types of managers. There's one that believes that their employees cost them money. Right. And there's one that believes that employees make them money. Yes, and those those ones that feel that they make you money are the empowering ones, which are good managers, too. They yeah, trust they, their people. They trust and their people. And you want to work hard for your manager because he treats you so well, or right. he or she treats you so right. well. And, you know, on the flip side of that coin, you have the person that thinks that you're just there soaking up money, and right. and they, they treat you like crap. So you have no incentive to do better for them. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I'm sure they have another plan at 150 yeah. years old. <laughs> This is not what I expected my life to turn out to be. I'm just here for the discounts, too. <laughs> I get it. Got to get my dog one of them plastic stockings with the rawhides in it. That's awesome. That Although, I'm sure he was a cat person. Yeah. Walt sounds like a cat person. <laughs> well, he, he used to just sit in the bathrooms and just smoke for hours. Well, the sad part is I was just going to say that. Walt's probably like, yep, my last cat died at seven years old of lung cancer. <laughs> Can't figure that one out. <laughs> Gave him the Purina. Bought the good food. <laughs> Died at seven. I put Vaseline on their back so when they lick, they cough up the hairballs real easy. <laughs> Cat started out white, turned orange. <laughs> kind of a tobacco brown, but not really sure how all that happened. <laughs> Never been able to figure it out. Thought it was old age. I think it was getting into my smokes while I was at work at Target. <laughs> I guarantee Walt did not leave the Spanish Channel on for his cat when he left, so he had a bilingual cat like I do. Well, yeah. I mean, the good thing about, you know, talking about Walt is I'm sure that he's long dead. I, I would think so, because judging by uh, what I know about you in this story, this is uh, this was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, this is like 20, probably 20. I, I was probably probably 20 years old so oh man and walt was all a 65 maybe there's some miracle walt if you're out there and you hear this give us a call we want to hear your side of the story well walt how did you feel when mickey called you out oh I, i'm sure he didn't feel bad well i told i did tell him one time too that he was a terrible boss 
you know. <laughs> See, the thing about terrible bosses is you can tell them they're a terrible boss, and they really don't give a shit. No, they don't. He knew it. Yeah. He knew it, you know. But, yeah, I'll never forget the day when he told us, you know, well, this is my end game here. This is my... <laughs> This is what I'm not planning on doing for the rest of my I've life. I struggled the minnow. I struggled and made it to lower management. <laughs> I've been nuts at Target, managing seven people who don't want to be here. Not bad for a guy that graduated <laughs> from high school with a C average. <laughs> I was in the AV club, <laughs> playing a recorder. <laughs> and the the absolute worst part about working there. Yeah. The create a card machine. Remember yeah. those things? Of course. Create a cards? Yeah. It went all night. Create cards for your friends and family. You know, just all night, all night long. And it said the same thing over and over. Create cards for friends and family far away. Nice. This, this holiday season, give your friends a card personalized by you. <laughs> you know, think about this, though. I mean, technology-wise, we do now so much and we, we really don't think anything of it. But think about how, if you wanted to personalize things, we didn't used to have Photoshop. I mean, you'd have to, like, you'd have to, I remember using a photocopier to, like, cut things out of things and, like, place it just right, make a copy of it, and hopefully it comes out right to make, you know, jokes, memes back in the day. That's how we did them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, now, now kids today have the luxury of just going out there and, oh, I'm just going to open up. Right. Microsoft Paint, even. I mean, I remember. Right. I remember the first time I edited a photo in Paint. Right. I was like, I'm putting mustaches on people, and it prints out, and it's right there. Right. You know, I didn't I have mean, to copy or, nothing. You know, if you wanted to like get one of your friends by putting his face on somebody doing something very compromising, you had to place it just right. Make it. No, you can do that instantly with Photoshop. Like you could send me a picture of you, and I could, I could have you like something very inappropriate back to you within like 30 seconds. Boom, and you're like, oh, that's a good. You did a good job on that one. Yeah, that looks fantastic. That's right. That's how I would have done it, too. Is that one of them filters? <laughs> so it's, it's weird to think about. But back in the things were so much different. And I don't know if it's revisionist history or rose-colored glasses or whatever it is, but you forget about all the struggle back in the day, like making personalized cards. You used to have to go to this machine. And yeah. And do you remember the crea- how the creative card used to create the cards? Yeah. It wasn't like a printer. No. It actually picked up different, like, crayons mm-hmm. and drew everything out with, on this, like a plotter. Yeah, it was a plotter. It was yeah. a plotter, essentially. And uh, it, it was just, I remember looking at it and going, that is some pretty amazing technology. I, I would, you know, people want video games and stuff. How cool would you feel if you had to create a card machine in your house? I, I want one now. now I know. Now, it, now that I say it, you're like, damn. You know that, what? I'm, I'm actually going on eBay right now, dude. Yeah, like you got to let us know what one. This it, is live action right here, folks. We got to let us know if you can find one and how much they run. Yeah, create a card. You know, hopefully it doesn't um, jam up my system here. But I'm going to type create. Here we go. Create a card machine. Somebody has to have one out there. They're selling. Anything. I would think so. People Somebody. Are, people are fucking weird. You know that somebody that worked at Target walked out with one. Right. No, I don't see one on here. But I'm going to Google it now to see, because uh, it's kind of like... Um, you know, I bet you that you could find one on Craigslist, and then when you go to pick it up, you get uh, pulled into sex trafficking. You know, that's not been my end game goal. But. <laughs> <laughs> sex trafficking. You know, uh, I, I remember when Craigslist used to be kind of cool, and you could actually do stuff on there. And now it's like, if you even think, I, I'm sure my email is just going to be full of like... 
awful, awful spam just mentioning. <laughs> Google's going to hear that and go, oh, what a sucker. What a sucker. All right, we're going to have to suspend this for later because it's taking up too much of my bandwidth. But yes, to create a card machine. <sighs> yeah, you want one now. I do. I will walk. I, it, it, I think it would be a quality purchase. You know, one of my ideas, and I think Haas had this idea too, to open up a, like a retro arcade. Mm -hmm. But like if you had like a, obviously we'd want to do like a roller rink with, uh, with retro arcade video games yeah. and like a create a card machine. And what else would have to go in there? What's the Hall of Fame from back in the day? Well, I would think a skee-ball machine. Skee-ball would be great. Yeah. Like two machines eerily close side by side so that when you're throwing, you're bumping into the other person. That's right. You know, Not COVID-friendly. No social distancing whatsoever no. between the skee-ball machines. But we machines. don't talk about that on this show. No. no. Skee-ball we talk about. Yes. That other thing, this, this is one of them, they're free zones. That's right. You know, I, I, uh, I, th I think that if you had the skee-ball, if you had like the... Uh, um, Oh, now I'm going to draw a blank on it. Like the coin dozer. Oh, yeah. You need yeah, a coin yeah, dozer. Yeah. <clears throat> Where you, it's, does it, the little pressure thing pushes. and Pushes the coins as you drop them in, and you're never going to get your money back out of it. So, you know, you can just fleece people with that I one. I remember sitting at the, the fair doing that just over and over again, thinking I was going to get rich. And you know what? It's okay, eight-year-old Phil, because you, you're still not rich. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like the, to go back and give that guy a hug. He had some rough times. Well, it sounds like he lost a lot of quarters. He did. He did. Well, and then you need one of those baseball game machines where it actually, like, shoots the ball down and it, you hit it. Like a pinball oh, yeah. machine, but it's just got the one arm that's a bat. Yeah. And you either, you know, you hit it to all the way to the wall and it could be an out because that cutout was an out. That's right. And out. Yes. Out. <laughs> so, you know, I think you could make a, a hell of a... Uh, Retro arcade. I'm kind of fashioning my garage after this. I don't know if you know that, but I have several of the I, arcade games in my garage. I, I know you have several arcade games. Yeah. And, and, of course, the studio I'm putting into my house, which this uh, establishment we're at right now works great. Probably yes. continue to, but we'll do other shows from the studio at my house. Oh, yeah. Maybe even this show someday, but we like the ambiance here, and the acoustics are fantastic. Yeah. Where else can you get, you know, random breaking of, of <laughs> pool? Getting your balls broken over there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good break, too. That was a very good break. Good job, RFD. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, <laughs> back to the show. Where are we at? What do we want to talk about next? I'm kind of... I'm at one of those points where my brain is comprehending everything we've talked about. Yeah, I've, it, everything's kind of... You know, as... People may or may not know. We don't plan a whole lot on this show. At we, all. That's the crux of the, That's what we want to do with this show. Right. There's no script sitting here. There's some beef jerky. There is some beef jerky, which thank you, Marcus Burns, for giving yes. me the beef jerky. Absolutely And if fantastic. anybody else wants to give us beef jerky, we don't want any puppies, but we love them. But we, we are stock up on puppies. We're good. Yeah. Here. Beef jerky is always good. What else? No Cardi B CDs, though, for the love of God. No, no Cardi B CDs. Yeah. Um, if you do have a creative card machine laying around, yeah, and just, you, you know, <sighs> contact us. Yeah. PNA Podcast Express. Yep. PNA. PNA, like, the, the letters like the alphabet. PNA. Pablo November Alpha. There you go. <laughs> I know that's not phonetically correct, but I can't think of what P is for the life of me. <laughs> so today it is Pablo. Pablo November Alpha Podcast Express at gmail.com. Thank you. And you know what? Have you gotten any mail yet? 
um, from Google and <laughs> and iTunes. <laughs> from iTunes and uh, Spotify, letting us know that we're all all set up and we are on iTunes and Spotify. Soon to be the number one podcast on iTunes. I and hope Spotify. so someday. <sighs> so, well, then, so you think so, Joe Rogan got jerky this week? I don't think Joe Rogan <laughs> got jerky this week. Joe Rogan probably got a lot of other things like that. What eight figure? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> deal. yeah. Did you uh, not to like? Now's not the time to feel sorry for Joe Rogan. Papa, Papa is the NATO phonetic alphabet. Papa. Oh, that's you know that's correct. I know the whole phonetic alphabet with my ham radio background and all that. I used to. But I, I, I tend to lose letters every now and then. So I that. always had a copy of it. In engineering, we call out a lot of drawings and things. There's a lot of letters. So one of my jobs, I did that, and they thought, that's brilliant. So then they enacted that all of us had to have the NATO phonetic alphabet sitting right up there, you know, post it by your, your phone. So when you're talking on the phone telling somebody, you can give them the phonetic alphabet appropriate. Right. So, we, so nothing gets lost in translation, for lack of a better term. Yeah, well, it is useful. Like when telling somebody the Pablo November Alpha Podcast Express, I'm going to remain with Pablo now that I've started that. <laughs> That's Papa November Alpha Express Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, Pablo November Alpha. That's PNA. Yes. <laughs> All right, enough of that. We've beaten well, that dead horse. Yeah, email us and, and tell us what you want us to talk about. We probably won't. Tell us some stories. Tell us some stories. We love Maybe, stories. You know, it might spur a conversation that leads to enlightenment of all. Right. I mean, you never know what you're going to come up with on this podcast. Don't send us any dick pics, though. No. No, definitely not. I mean, sometimes it's okay, but in this instance, not appropriate, dude. No, not safe for work. No. <laughs> And don't send us a picture of your buddy and go, oh, this guy's a dick. This is a dick pic. That's not funny either. Anymore. No, that one's played out. Yeah. That, that's, that that's is so totally, 2012. Yeah. Well, he really is a dick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We can't judge that from a picture. That's right. So, you know. So tell us the story of why he's a dick. Exactly. My buddy's a dick because. Because. They, that's actually, we should have a whole series of stories like that. My buddy's a dick because. Oh, wow. We could. Do several episodes on that. That might have to be a reoccurring segment. <laughs> my buddy's a dick because. Well, I'll I'll start off the segment. Go ahead. My buddy's a dick because. So, when I was nineteen, well, eighteen years old, I think, uh. right after graduating from high school, me and a bunch of buddies are going down to Cedar Point, right? Yeah. So we decide before we leave for Cedar Point, we're gonna play a game of basketball. So Seems we go like to, a logical step. We go to the park, and uh, we play some basketball, and in the middle of this game... Which, it, back in the day, that park used to be lit with basketball. Oh, yeah, it, oh. and it was. So, my my buddy and I, we were on separate teams, and, and we were pretty competitive. Of course. Way, probably way too competitive. Well, he didn't get mad at me. He got mad at somebody on my team, but he decided that... He'd take it out on you? He'd take it out on me. So I'm driving with the ball to the basket, and he just picks me up and throws me down on the ground. I don't take very kindly to that, and I go over and I, I punch him right in the head. And uh, we go at it for a few minutes, and then a couple minutes later, we just got tired and stopped. Because, <laughs> you know, we're playing basketball, so we're already, you know. Yeah, a and, little winded uh, to begin with. So our, our other friend just comes up to us, and he's like, sir, you guys still going to go to Cedar Point? With all of us? And we're like, well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, 
What a dick move to just what pick somebody dick. up and throw him, out, throw him on the ground. I mean, when, when his beef wasn't even with you. Wasn't even with me. It was with somebody else on the team who, who was kind of a, what I call a fringe friend. That's definitely what we call a dick move, though. Yeah, but it was a dick move for one of my best friends to decide to pick me up and throw me on the ground because one of our fringe friends, who was right. not going to Cedar Point with us, so scored fuck on him. him. Yeah. Yeah. So next week I'll supply the my buddy's a dick because story. But that's a good one. Yeah, that was a real dick move. My buddy's a dick because. Yes. Is that what it was? My buddy's a dick because. We might have to have a jingle for that. My buddy's a dick and here's why. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to work on that. I'm sh- you'll come up with something. You're, you're, you're the creative one. I'm just the talking asshole over here. Just the talking head. Yeah. But, you know. This is a talk show, so that's a You're good the thing. one that can play the recorder, so shit. Yeah. That was a flex, man. Holy shit. Oh, I, I, you know, the amount of testosterone flowing through me when I started talking about that was horrendous. <sighs> I could tell. I could feel that energy over here. Yeah. I could, I'm six, foot, six feet away from you, as we're supposed to be right now, and I could feel that energy, man. Yeah. I just, it, it was like a shock wave. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you, when you flow out that kind of talent, yeah. And I'm you know, especially when I was like, Oh, I can play Star Wars. I'm like you know, shit. Wait, is that gonna be your my buddy's a dick story? Game over, <laughs> man. It might be. My buddy's a dick and here's why. Because he plays Star Wars on the recorder. <laughs> like it's his job. Yeah. Uh, like he gets paid to do it. <laughs> he he came back and played Yankee Doodle and I got ang- angry. Wanted to throw some tea in the harbor. Yeah, you never knew this, but I make a fortune off of my uh, recorder recordings in Thailand. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were leading a secret double life. I just, it took me this long to get sussed out, man. So here's another quick funny story for you about, like, music in today's world, right? Right. So me and a buddy of mine got together, and with a couple other friends sprinkled in here and there, we recorded an album, okay? Pretty solid you know, I'd give it a solid B. Was it a legitimate effort or was it a... No, uh, this okay. was a, a legitimate effort. And we posted it through several different publishing realms. We, we used like a Sony Publishing uh-huh. and they, they, they published our music for us. And I was all excited because we started racking up a ton of downloads in Russia. And I'm like, wow, we're actually going to make some money. And we did. Russians love us. You yes. didn't? And you no, didn't. we did. Okay. We did make some money. Not a ton of money. Well, it was tw- like $22 and change for a couple thousand Russian downloads. And back then in Russia? Holy shit. Yeah, that's like a bottle of vodka. That's like upper middle class in Russia back then. Yeah. So I was like, wow. But as fast as we were hot, we were milli-vanillied off the charts. The good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. Yeah. But we, we did... Collect. So that was your 15 minutes of fame, per se. Well, I've, I've probably had like 45 minutes of fame through I, my life. I'm about 33. Yeah. I, you know, I've had a couple stints of 15 minutes, which were probably more like seven and a half. Yeah. You know, I probably got half the fame that most people would out of 15 minutes of fame, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I've been on the local news a few times. Yeah. Not really for good things, not for bad things, just indifferent. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the vanilla of people, I feel like. And that big ship came down out of the sky into the field, and I'm just where you raped that cow. <laughs> I figured it was going to be either the cow or me, and you goddamn right, I pushed that cow right in the way of that tractor beam. <laughs> that cow done got probed. <laughs> <laughs> came back, and that cow said to me, that damn cow said to me, looked at me and said, Om. <laughs> I said, they done turned you inside out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> 
Yes, we, yeah, we, we always have to talk, the obli- obligatory talk about aliens. Yes, <laughs> because it might not have been, but definitely aliens. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we going to do now? We've, is it about time to wrap this thing up? It, it, it really is. We're uh, at uh, 56.16. <laughs> this is our longest episode yet. I think so, and probably the least content of any episode we <laughs> put out there yet. <laughs> Just when you think they can't stoop any lower... Boom. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> That's what we say in engineering. We always say, you know what? We work so hard to idiot-proof things, and when we perfect it, they go ahead and make a bigger idiot. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. And then those idiots go, well, them damned engineers need to come work on this once. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, But you know, you know they're saying it. You know yeah, they're they saying it. They, uh... And they're picturing you when they say it. So my good buddy, Riley... I love Riley. We'll have more Riley stories as we go out. I almost broke one out tonight. Uh, Riley's, Adam knows Riley very well, too. But uh, he always said that when I became an engineer, because he works in industry and he hates engineers, too, he says, I have full faith in you, Phil, that when they have that final test where they put your head up your ass and sew it there permanently as an engineer, you will figure out a way to skip it. <laughs> and he says, I did. I did. I accomplished that. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. I have a quick Riley story. Oh, go ahead. To, to wrap up this. So, Riley comes and plays poker, where I play poker every now and then. Yeah, I've ne- never got invited yet. And uh, we may have to change that. You may, you may have to come out soon. All right. We do have an opening. So Who died? No, <laughs> Nobody yet. But, okay. But, you know, so we, uh, we're playing poker, and Riley whips out this big, thick envelope of money. Of course. Well, it's all foreign currency. That's like your recorder flex. Yes. And uh, so he handed me. <laughs> okay. I, He's pulling out his wallet right now. For, and I, and this I'm, is great radio for the, or broadcast for those of you listening at home. And he hands me. I always me, say that to Eddie. This is great radio. Yes, th- this is. He hands me. I see it. He has a physical. It is a foreign currency bill. And it is a, I cannot even understand what the hell that language is. This is a Soviet $5 bill. It is. It literally is. And so, it's beautiful. So I take the family, like, the next Saturday, like, the next day, mm-hmm. down to Bunny's Custard. That's, that is a staple institution yes. here. In the so I, I take them down to Bunny's Custard. We order all of our food, order all of our stuff, and I hand her a card. And she goes, oh, we don't take cards. And I thought they did. I legit thought they did. Yeah, a bummer. And so I open my wallet. I'm like, I don't have any money. So I say to one of the kids, go get some money from your mom. I need a 20. Classic play. You know, it's like 1977 or something. You know, it's Good my year. total. Yeah. You know. So, hey, go, go get the money from your mom. So they run back to the car. They come back. Your mom, oh, she doesn't have any cash. I'm like, oh, hell. So I tell her, I'm like, I don't have any cash. I can leave my license, run into town, hit the ATM. And uh, she's like, that's, that's fine. You know, I mean, right. we, we went there enough. She kind of recognizes me. And I'm like, I'm like, unless you want a $5 Russian bill. And she like just totally stops and like grabs it right out of my hand. She's like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, it's not worth anything. She's like, I don't ever get to go anywhere. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. I'll trade this. <laughs> So then the next time Riley was at poker, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I traded away that Russian $5 bill, and he immediately whips out another one. <laughs> gives it to you. <laughs> gave it to me. 
So I keep it in my wallet for that point where... Because you never know when you might need frozen custard and that Russian $5 bill is the currency right. to get that. That is the gateway to wonderful Bunny's frozen well, custard. Well, and I didn't, I didn't rip her off in the sense that we went back another time and I, I've taken her some Polish money from when I was in Poland. Right. Because I have a lot of extra left over. Of course. And uh, she was pretty thrilled with that. Because when in Poland, they buy you drinks. Yeah. <laughs> They buy you way too many drinks. Oh, I know. I have a whole story about that, too, but that's Next for a time, different folks, time. folks, because we're button up against... We're, we, we are at the one-hour mark. This is our longest one. We're we, running into the next show, and those guys get pissed when we take up their time slot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have totally neglected our commercial sponsors, which oh, there are none. We have yet. paid no bills. We're accepting applications for sponsors. Yeah. All it takes is beef jerky or booze or anything i don't care your your application can be in the form of a check yeah and the more the more spaces zero, the after more, to the, the more, left of the dot of the dot right. the more we're going to mention you yeah the more consideration you're and going trust to me get. if you put a lot of zeros <laughs> we probably just do a whole show where we just mention your name over and over again and tell stories about how great you are yeah we tell tales of the legend of you unlike the target story although target we're still open we'll take a check from you too. Uh, i'd take a check from target in a heartbeat <laughs> I, I, I'm not above taking money from anyone. I, I concur. If you just want a shout-out to your grandma, send us a 10. Yeah. You know. We'll give her a shout-out. Yeah. Or jerky. We can give shout-outs for jerky or, you know. We're, we can be pretty easily we'll bought. We'll even compliment your grandma. Like, she has a nice rack or something if you yeah, want us to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, you know, we could break that to your grandma. Like, hey, you know, your grandson Timmy thinks you got a nice rack. <laughs> That's how I would word it. And yeah. you know what? That that would constitute the next week of my buddy's a dick, and here's why. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Timmy paid us ten bucks to tell you how nice your rack is, Grandma. <laughs> my buddy's a dick, and here's why. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. Great show here tonight. Thank you for listening. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. This is the PNA Express podcast. PNA Pablo podcast. Pablo November, November Alpha. <laughs> Expresspodcast at gmail.com. Send us the stuff. Send us the shit. Tell us if you, even if you hate me, nobody could ever hate Adam. I don't believe that. So listen. Oh, yeah, that, that can happen too. There's some vitriol there. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening as always. We're signing off. Make good choices. Have a great, whatever time of day it is. <laughs>